listeners. Welcome to season two of the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Mallington. I'm your co-host, Ben Hucker. And welcome to episode 11, where we're wrapping up all of season two and a little bit of season Season one. Season two wrap up already. Can you believe it, Jess? No, it's gone super quick. Can you believe we've been doing the podcast for six months? I'm glad we're still here. Worked hard. (laughs) We got here somehow, but it's been a lot of, lot of fun, so... Thanks everyone for tuning in for season two. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, so much good feedback. Oh, it's been amazing. So it's been so much fun and a real privilege to bring people's stories to life once again. So today we wanted to cover some stats from, I do a bit of a wrap up, the same as what we did um, at the end of season one. So a bit of a wrap up. We're going to look at some stats from season two of the podcast. Uh, We're going to look at the seven things that we learnt. So same again as season one so seven things that we learnt and then we're going to talk more about our new partnership with the workers hut a new creative space for creatives in Torquay so yeah can't wait for that absolutely if you missed last week's episode then make sure you tune in we made a big announcement and we'll talk more about that later so let's get started with the stats what do we got Ben let's get started with the business side of things Jess the stats the all-important stats so just looking at our top apps Actually, let's go to downloads. So we had about 1,600 downloads after season one. Yeah. So our downloads currently, as we speak, close to 4,000. Very, very close to 4,000. So, yeah, we've almost tripled downloads during season two, which is awesome. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. 1,600 season one, almost 4,000 now. Email subscriber list grew from zero to 250 subscribers. Uh, That's from day one to now. So, again... Getting people's email addresses is so difficult in this environment, in this day and age, where you know everyone wants your email address. So to go from zero to two fifty is just amazing, I think. Especially when we've been in lockdown, like we haven't met anyone, so you've got to do it. You've got to go through Instagram or Facebook or know someone somehow, and mm. yeah, it's really power to power to the what do you call it? Power to the people. <laughs> Is that where you're getting at? That's what I was going for. Power to the people. So <laughs> it's all about, yeah, subscribers. It just gives us a really direct way to contact people. I just, I think an email list, a subscriber list is one of the biggest assets you can have as a small business owner. So yeah, definitely. On top of that, our Instagram following went from 600 followers to almost 1,200. Well, it's over 1,200. So 1,220 Instagram followers as we speak from 600, so we doubled that, which was great. Mm -hmm. That's in the space of about three months since we went away. Ten weeks, yep. If we could double our Insta following every three months, I'd be very happy. So when we do our update next time, it'll be over 2,000, won't it, Jess? Fingers crossed. (laughs) So almost 300 followers on Facebook after season one, and... Uh, as we speak, 399 followers after season two. So that's gone up a lot as well. Again, all organic growth, no paid ads or anything like that. Yep. I think it's a really good skill to learn to grow a business organically without any paid ads. It yeah. just teaches you so much. It teaches you to prioritize you know, the content that you're sending out to people and to make it really, really high quality. There's always a temptation to boost a Facebook ad here and there and Throw your money down the toilet, which Facebook wants you to do. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Facebook ads can be very effective, but I just don't think we're at the stage where we need them just yet. So all organic growth, which is great to see. So that's number one, stats. Perfect. 
Well, shall we move on to the seven things we've learnt for season two? Actually, I did have a couple more stats there, Jess. Sorry. Did you want to talk about our top downloads? And So let's, let's go through the top five episodes for season two. So number one, Tal Lemons, uh, The Secret Life of an Ocean Photographer. So Tal had about 220 downloads, which is great to That's see. That's amazing. Really good. One of the key things Tal did was what? He shared amongst Facebook groups. He really, really worked at it. So yeah. he promoted his podcast episode for, I reckon, about seven days straight. And he still does the odd plug here and there. Yeah. So really promotes his business and his work through Yeah. Through the Facebook groups. Some of the the other episodes with lesser downloads, they just weren't promoted at the other end. So if you're coming on the podcast then we encourage you to share and promote and uh, share it on your social feeds, your personal feeds and yeah, really get the word out there because that's what helps boost the downloads and get get eyes and ears on your business or uh, work yeah. or creative space. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, more exposure for you. Yeah. The more you share and promote it. So uh, number two was Nat Martin. So juggling the Corona Coaster. Got off to a really good start, season two. Then it was Tal. Uh, number three in terms of downloads was Lola Berry, a fearless ladypreneur. Uh, that was a really, really big episode. Number four, uh, Mark Clatworthy for o- from Ocean Grind, a local Torquay hero and yeah. carries Every- the torch for early morning rises. sustainability <laughs> and early oh, morning yeah, rises. Sorry. Yeah. Just, just, uh, what's your name, Jess? <laughs> Thinking in different terms. Uh, number five, Alison White. Uh, can you be a working mum and artist? So I guess a more practical sort of question. And yeah, Alison again shared her episode on her personal social feeds so the downloads were really really up for that so yeah yeah it was a lot of fun season two lots of other guests in there as well so big shout out to all our guests that came on uh during season two so some that came late in season two like Brittany march her downloads are going crazy as well so mm-hmm. in another three months she might be in the top five as well so but yeah it's more about engagement and you know comments and do people get value from this podcast? That's that's probably our main consideration, rather than downloads, even though we do keep track of them because it's easy. So, all right, Jess, let's go into number two. All right, so seven things we've learnt for season two. Um, one of my biggest takeaways from this season... Can we go through what we learnt in season one first, just to just rehash to yep. for our listeners before you jump into it? Yep, so season one, we had number one, success doesn't happen overnight. Number two, there's more than one way to start a business. Number three, find a niche and stick to it. Number four, know your customer inside out. Number five, digital marketing is not the be-all and end-all for starting a business. Number six, which is a really important one, everyone has their off days. And number seven, creativity can be nurtured. So... Yeah, and our seven for season two, That so that was our... Seven things that we learned for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people really appreciated that actually. A nice little recap at the end of season one because so yeah. many stories and uh, remarkable journeys from our guests. You know, it's hard to put it all together and come up with something. So yeah, that was our top seven from season one. Mm-hmm. About season two, just. Uh, so number one, you'll find the time. If it matters to you, you will find the time, whether it be having all your babies at home and. All your babies. <laughs> How many babies you got? 
And then... You've got seven babies at home, you'll make it happen. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, we will. My mum had six kids and she six still kids. ran two businesses from home. So She did too. Props to her. Big shout out to Louise. Big yep. fan of the podcast. Yep. So anyone want to check out her business, I'll give her a little plug. But it's Fabu Body. <laughs> Fabu Body. Fake yeah. tan. Fake tan. Yep. Fake tan in a can. Fake tan in a can. That's the slogan, isn't it? I think so. I should know it, but I don't. You're fired as Louise's <laughs> marketing Daughter. officer. Daughter. Yeah. Out of the family. All right. No. So number two, um, we've got, we'll come back to these and go through them a bit more, but routine is key. So establishing a routine is important to help you keep on track and just to keep keep you showing up day in, day out. Yeah, I write that down because it's just, especially with the lockdown and all the rest, working from home, you know, it's really difficult sometimes to, you know, you get distracted easily and you can start to lose focus. So keeping a routine just kind of helps you stay on track and keeps you showing up. They say that 80% of, I think it was Woody Allen that said 80, 80% of success is showing up. So having a routine helps you to show up day in, day out yep. and get the job done rather than sort of, you know, dreaming about what you could and couldn't do and all the rest, actually getting stuff done. Yeah, yeah, being productive. Um, number three, we've got the power of social media and marketing. So it's a great free tool, but it is a chore, I find, to myself. And a lot of our guests, when we uh, asked this question, they found that Instagram, Facebook, it was a chore, but it's so essential to their business. And like we said before, we don't want to throw our money in just yet on Facebook ads, paid paid ads, those sorts of things. So yep. yeah, you got to make it high quality. The content you're sending it out in the first place. Yep. And build a foundation from that. So yeah, it's not to be denied the power of social media marketing is what yep. we're trying to say. So mm-hmm. even though it's a bit of a pain in the proverbial, as you might say, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still really a really valuable tool, and I noticed that about one third of our traffic actually comes from social media to our website. That is, so surfcoastcreatives.com. More than one third of our traffic wow. comes from social media. So yeah, it's really really important. The rest is email, um, and then after that, direct traffic. So people hear about you and type in Surf Coast Creatives directly for direct traffic. Yeah. Um, so number four, we've got separate home and business. I think you skipped one there, Jess. We what? can go back one. The highs and lows. Number four. Oh, whoops. Sorry, everyone. So number four, the highs and the lows are a given. Yeah, everyone has their highs and lows. Like you can't predict what's going to happen to you in your personal life or your work life if you have a bad day or a great one. So. This was especially true for us this season and we rode some really high highs and low lows. So in the episode with Ina Pally, they were talking about how they had this huge shipment in, this big order, $80,000 worth of stock and their warehouse got break, broken into and they stole 80 grand worth of stock. And just that, it, that's like one of those big things that could either make you or break you and somehow they got through it. And um, who else was there? COVID, that had a huge impact on businesses. Maybe some like thrived through like Yogi Peace Club, Emma Bar. They had a really successful season because everyone's at home. 
wanting to work out. So yoga mats selling out like hotcakes. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, there wasn't... I don't think we had a guest that didn't have a, a bad day every now and then. So they're almost a given and you just got to find a way to get through them. Mm. Which is also similar to what we mentioned in season one, but really <laughs> highlighting that that stood out to, to us. So number six, make new connections. Um, you missed one again there, just oh, so. God. Number five, separate home and business. You're just one, one step ahead of yourself today, aren't you? <laughs> Rushing. I'm always in a rush. Number five, separate home and business life. So there's no conflict of interest in this one whatsoever, but we're talking about having a dedicated space to create. So mm-hmm. we, do, we have that at home and created a little space for myself and you to go in and create each day mm-hmm. and get work done. So we set up that dedicated space. So it can be within your home or it can be at a different premise as well. So I've read a few articles that talk about uh, the you know COVID's working from home and all the rest has kind of lost its lost its zeal. Uh, it was it was interesting at first and a lot of fun, but now people are finding it hard to separate work from home life. Yeah. Especially you know you take the kids to school and come home and do some work and um, next minute lunchtime you do a gym session. You know people are getting because. Employees don't, employers don't really have visibility over their staff at home. Mm. They kind of, I think those thunderstorms are on the way, Jess. That's that that noise. It's just throwing me there. Yeah. <laughs> just for our listeners, Jess is absolutely terrified of thunderstorms. So I start crying. In if this. I end up doing this for the rest of this podcast <laughs> by the by myself, then you'll know why. But yeah, finding it hard to differentiate between work life, home life, so really difficult. So. Things like a co-working space can be great, whether your employer pays for that or whether you're an artist or creative, a freelancer or solopreneur, then maybe you can find a premise locally in town to work from. Rates are pretty good. You know, there's all sorts of flexible options and it's part of our new partnership with the Workers' Hut in Torquay to really ramp up our creative space in Torquay, provide somewhere for people to collaborate and work from and be guided by and get all sorts of different resources and inspiration. So we can't wait to get that started. But that's part of, you know, getting out of home and being surrounded by good people. So Mm -hmm. more productivity, more work done, and just more fun during the day. And then separating that, you know, the work life, keeping the work life balance, so to speak. Some people love working from home. Don't get me wrong. Um, I quite enjoy working from home and, you know, locking away and really getting some work done. So it's not for everyone, but we'll talk more about that. A little later on. Number six, Jess. Number six is about making new connections. So networking and asking for help is always a great idea. Great idea. Um, I love that saying, a pro- problem shared is a problem halved. I'm not sure who said that. I probably could have looked it up. <laughs> problem shared is a problem halved. I yeah. Like that. Have you heard that? No. My mum says it to me all the time. So, well, there you go. That's Louise Mellington. We can attribute that to it. Yes, she's she's a winner. So, <laughs> yeah, this one, and just last night we were talking to a friend and she was saying how she needed, um, was talking about a co-working space, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, well, just so you know. <laughs> and it led into that. But if you don't ask or tell someone what's going on, you know, that's less people that know, that are less people looking you keep going, Jess. You've got it now. <laughs> so, we, we understand what you mean, I think. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Problem shared is a problem halved. Mm-hmm. So just by expressing your problem yeah. to someone else, they might have a, a solution, a different set of eyes, yeah. different opinion. Yeah, exactly. It actually happened this morning when I was working on a client document in InDesign and I could not find the solution to this one particular problem. And I went to YouTube and typed in said problem and found a solution immediately. So I didn't really tell anyone, but I still put it out there to Dr. Google and Dr. Yeah. YouTube and found a solution. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and the last one, number seven for season two is customer is king. So Ben, run us through it. Uh, a lot of... A lot of guests swore about customer service and how important it was to their business model and selling products and selling services and growing their brand. It's just so important, especially when you don't have many employees because I know a lot of businesses say that, you know, you treat the employees number one, basically. So a lot of great companies have been built on treating your employees with respect. But if you don't have employees, then the next best thing is your customer. So... Unfortunately, your customer is almost always right and it's a matter of, you know, going above and beyond to meet those customer needs and treating them with respect. And even if your hourly rates and your project fees and all that starts to, you know, starts to dwindle, at least you're giving good customer service. So I think anyone in the e-commerce space or art space or anywhere could could Any space, that. yeah. That's like yeah. if I... If I don't treat my clients with respect or talk to them how they, you know, deserve or want to be treated, they're not coming back to me. So you want, you know, that repeat repeat service, Actually, repeat business. A good example is the outdoor setting that we bought recently, personally. We won't mention the company name yeah. online, but we found them online and we thought, you know, perfect, we we purchased this outdoor setting and mm-hmm. about three weeks later we, we got the outdoor setting to live it in a box and we noticed that it was shuttered and because it had a glass top on it it was like a six six seat outdoor setting mm-hmm. and well you noticed just that it was smashed to pieces the glass yeah. panels so we sent it straight back with the courier who refused to take it initially but you begged him to take it because it was no good to us tried to get in touch with the supplier in sydney the mm-hmm. person selling this particular dining suite online yeah couldn't get in touch by phone email Ended up writing a nasty review after about eight days. Not a nasty review, but just telling Pebble to be... Was there a big lightning strike at yeah. the window? So Jess getting a bit scared. So you'll be right, Jess. I'm here for you. You'll be, you'll be okay. Yeah. You're scaring the listeners. <laughs> so again, couldn't get in touch with them. Really, really bad customer ex- experience. Wrote a review on Facebook. That's quite a big... The winds are getting up. We're going to have to try and ignore them. We can hear it quite clearly in the background there. So big thunder. I love thunderstorms. Just hates them. But wrote this review. That's the only way I got a response because they saw the review and decided to get in touch. And then the courier rang a couple of days later. This is about two weeks after it was delivered. So our money is just in limbo. And we've got five no weeks. Product. Five yeah. weeks in limbo without a product. Our money's tied up. It's quite a sizable chunk of money too. So... Uh, Eventually, the courier said, you know, uh, the, the dining setting is in Geelong and where would you like it to be? And I said, mate, anywhere but Geelong would be nice, you know, at the depot, anywhere but the depot in Geelong, <laughs> since we've been trying to get this sorted for two weeks. <laughs> so eventually they took it back to Sydney. Oh, and then the supplier in Sydney or the retailer, online retailer said, oh, we're happy to, you know, 
send you another one and we can send you some glass tops if you like. I said, do not send the glass tops because we don't have the rest of the dining setting. So what point is that? So that happened and then <laughs> can you see how worked up I'm getting yeah. about customer service? Yeah. Eventually they got to the point where they were like, okay, we'll send you a new one and they went to check the stock. This is three days after they offered us, offered us a new one. Came back three days later and said we're out of stock. So <laughs> they didn't have enough one there in the first place. So eventually we got our money back. That took another seven to eight days via PayPal just because it does via PayPal. And it was just a really average customer experience. And I can tell you now, we have been bagging the absolute crap out of that particular online retailer ever since. Yeah. They're based in Sydney, so no need to worry. No one on the surf coast or yeah. within, any, within Victoria. But um, really bad customer experience. Yeah. And it could have been solved with a simple phone call. Yeah, if I had it got through, oh, sorry, glass top's broken. Mm. Send it back with a courier. We'll send you a new one. Easy as that. We wouldn't. We would not have cared. We were expecting it to be. Couldn't um, even leave a voicemail because the voicemail yeah, box was it, full. Yeah, that was. And then all the what didn't make sense to me was that on the website that you went through, it says five star reviews, five star reviews, and all these good ones. But when you go on Google My Business and you looked at the business name, it was mm. one star. And there was all these similar accounts. Yeah, so it's fake. So. That was frustrating. Fake Google reviews. Fake news. And then Facebook <laughs> was trying to telling you a more accurate story. Yeah. I think yeah. that's because you can only comment like, as a personal profile. Well, Google. Well, it wouldn't matter, would it? Google, you can't delete your reviews. So mm. if um, you are on a website, you can pick and choose the ones that you showcase. But on Google, you can't delete a crap review. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, that so was. Just to reiterate, customers key. I know it's been tough with Corona and all the rest, and if you've had trouble with logistics and other things, and you're an e-commerce retailer, then definitely yeah, feel for you at the moment. But gosh, just such simple things as like answering an email can make such a difference. Yeah. And Emma Barr talked about um, packaging in her podcast episode, and she talked about how she went, in, she would go in and make sure everything was packaged up the right way, so that mm. when it shows up to a customer. It's beautifully wrapped. Same with um, Caroline from Max Dead Clothing. Yep. She's the same. She, you know, showed them how she wants it packed, everything like that, and really made sure that the customer experience is spot on. Spot on. Yeah, I do remember Emma Barr. She used to write a personal note to every one of her yeah. purchases. And she doesn't do that anymore because she gets too many orders now. But used to write a personal note. Yeah. To all of her early orders. So it was fantastic. So let's let's run through those again, Jess. Seven things we've learned, just a one-liner. You'll find the time is number one. Number two, routine is key. Number three, power of social media and marketing. Number four, the highs and lows are a given. Uh, number five, separate home and business life if you can. Number six, make new connections and realise the power of making new connections. Number seven, customer is king or queen. Woohoo! I love them. We got through it. What a season. Oh, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. So, Some really, really amazing guests. Oh, people we... that we thought we would never have a conversation with. And we got to sit down with an hour and listen and learn how they did it, where they got, how they got to where they are and all those good things. So. Oh, it was a huge season. I must say, 
we jumped out of our comfort zone in season two. Not that we didn't in season one, but I felt like season two we amped it up a bit in terms of guests and the profiles and all the rest. So some really high profile personalities in season two. And yeah, there's a lot of people that reached out to us to be on the podcast, but we also reached out to quite a few as well, just as an act of getting out of our comfort zone and trying to realise our potential. People that we thought would say no straight away, but yeah. we're more than willing to come on the podcast and they're actually big fans of the podcast now. Yeah, yep. Having and not known that it existed beforehand, so. Yeah, thank you to all of you listening out there. Shows the power of number six, making new connections too. Yeah. Um, so we'll run through the details of our new partnership, which is very, very exciting, but Ben is better at disclosing the details, so I'm going to hand it back to you, Ben. Are you throwing me under the, the bus? deep end, just like I did to you last week? Yep, exactly like this that. This is a revenge. This is a revenge episode. I'm going to call it that, Jess's Revenge. <laughs> Season 2 recap and Jess's Revenge. All right, so if you missed it last week, we have set up a partnership with the Workers' Hut in Torquay. The Workers' Hut in Torquay is a co-working space. So if you're a freelancer, you might be a videographer, a photographer, artist, designer, creator, you might be an e-commerce retailer, this is a space where you can come and work from. So the Workers' Hut have been going for three and a half years, have been so strong and successful with Dave and Beck Scott that they're the owners of the Workers' Hut, um, that they've... You know, basically experienced a lot of demand for, for a new facility. So they're building another facility. It's a three-level facility right next to the reef. Mm-hmm. So if we're shop... On um, Baines Crescent. Baines Crescent in Torquay. Thank you, Jess. So there's basically the Workers' Hut, and then there's Workers' Hut 2.0, which is where we'll be as well. So there's going to be a three-level complex for the Workers' Hut 2.0, and within that complex on the mid-level is going to be a dedicated space for the Surf Coast Creatives. Woo-hoo! So. Exactly, Jess. Exactly right. Let's get excited. So we're going to have seven studios, seven dedicated studios and about five hot desks. So let's just call it half a dozen creative spaces where you can work from. If you're sitting there thinking, I don't know if I can afford this or how does it work, blah, 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 well, come and see us. But for your information, we've got lots and lots of flexible options. So you can go month to month on a a month to month contract. So no lock-ins. So... This is not a Telstra deal where you're locked in for three or four years. This is You can go month to month if you like. Mm-hmm. You can also split the cost if the cost is looking a little bit too high. I must say the cost of a lease is we've, we've looked at leasing prices in Torquay and you having rent, ran a gym, Jess, we can say without doubt that the leasing costs per annum for each studio is less than half of what you would pay for a space in Torquay. So... That's one big thing to note, but even if that's a little bit too high, you can split that cost with a fellow creative for, you know, and then you can split your time within the studio. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're really talking excited. about transparent glass frontage studios, plenty of space to move about and do your thing. and Take phone calls. There's really good walls in between each studio. So yeah, that you can... soundproof walls. There won't be too much distraction. If you want to lock yourself in there and get work done, that's fine. Which is what I'll be doing. I'll, then it's the space for you. If you want to, you know, network and chat to people and... Have a social environment. Yeah. We're going to be right next to the kitchen area and the dining area and a bit of a sort of a games area and stuff. And you'll be able to socialise as well. So we're going to have all sorts of workshops and events on top of that. That's all coming long term. Our priority right now is just getting seats filled for this new space. So if you're really, really interested... Let us know. Just reply to the email that I send out 
Tomorrow, if you're not a subscriber, just send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. More than happy to have a chat with you and help out. So Take you through the space. Yeah, we'll be having designated tours coming in December, but if you want to come and see the space in the meantime and start getting set for 2021 and you know really, really build some momentum into 2021 and take your business or your, your creative pursuit to new heights, then this is for you. Yep. So just to recap, we've got five studios to occupy. Well, seven, but two of them. Seven studios yep, and about two of five them. hot desks. So we're just saying half a dozen spaces. Five dedicated studios, two larger studios, and then five. Don't get caught up in the numbers, Jess. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. It's going to be a dedicated space for the Surf Coast creators. In fact, it won't even matter. We, yes, we will have our dedicated space on the mid-level, but it won't matter. If you want to be a part of the original workers' hut, or you want to be on the bottom floor, you might have be a... We should talk about the other facilities there. So if you're an e-commerce retailer, there will be warehousing and distribution facilities as well. Where pick and packing. Pick and pack. So, you know, if you're selling lots of products and you've got boxes and stuff filled to the rooftop at home and you want to get out and have a proper business present pre- premise that's secure and yep. under 24-7 surveillance, then this is the place for you as well. Mm-hmm. So they'd be picking back, and this is Rip Curl's old warehousing and distribution facility, so it's yep. spot on. It's and also there's a photography studio as well, yep. a dedicated photography studio. Yep. So Rip Curl also uses this studio to shoot its current fashion. I saw them shooting a winter campaign there the other day. Yep. So it's a really really good space if you're a photographer and you're doing lots of portraits and things, then you might want to just hire out the photography studio on an hourly basis. Yep. And in addition to that, Jess, a warehousing photography studio, we have... Podcast booth. A dedicated podcast booth, which is going to be the new home for the Surf Coast Creatives. And so I know good. there's a lot of podcasts, not a lot, but half a dozen podcasters in Torquay or more. So yep. if you're looking for a space, to, a nice quiet space to record your podcast without thunderstorms and <laughs> just scratching a jumper and, and muzzy bites and all the rest, then <laughs> this is the place going to be the place for you. It's going to be decked out and, you know, it's going to have a red light on air, all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be cool. Yeah. So repeat, Jess, about half a dozen dedicated spaces, <laughs> dedicated space for the Surf Coast Creatives, warehousing, distribution, photography studio, and... Podcast booth. Perfect. Woohoo! So yeah, it's going to be the Silicon Valley of Torquay, isn't it, Jess? Our new co-working space. That's what Dave Scott... Dave said, yep. ...gave it that nickname in the last week's podcast. Check out their podcast... I'll give you lots and lots of details actually about co-working and different definitions and all the rest. So if you've got questions, make sure you tune in to episode 10, season 2 with Dave and Beck Scott. They are the owners of the Workers' Hut Mm -hmm. and they are the superhumans that we are going into partnership with. So it's going to be awesome. Really excited, yep. Silicon Valley of Torquay. Yeah, we're so close to... Surfing Valley. Is that what the... Surfing Valley. It could be, couldn't it? Yep. Surfing Valley <laughs> of Torquay. So weekly, monthly catch-ups, networking, flexible membership options, all that stuff. Uh, we'll get, just send us a message, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, email, whatever it takes, just come through. Even just say, yeah, Ben and Jess, I'm interested, and we'll take it from there. Yep, perfect. In other news, we're taking the podcast on the road. On the road? Yeah. Where? We're going to... We're going to reach out to coastal towns all over Australia. Coast- Surf coastal towns? Yep. Yeah. So we're so. looking at Byron Bay, Margaret River. So if you're tuning in from 
Western Australia or New South Wales, even Surfers Paradise, Wollongong, Newcastle, all those big surfy towns. Uh, we're coming after. We we want to interview guests. You know, so basically, if you're inspired by the surf coast in Australia, then we want to have you on the podcast. Of course, we will still interview our local talent here on the surf coast. We haven't even scratched the surface here, but we're going to start bringing in some guests just to grow the audience a little from Byron Bay and Margaret River and uh, Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast. Don't think there's much surf on the sunny coast. I think they get about one month a year, but hey, just... they're inspired by the beach and the coast, so they can come on. So yeah, as long as they're doing cool stuff and they're dedicated to what they're doing. If you know anyone actually out there, you know, interstates, then uh, I think they might be make a, a good guest. Then let us know too. Send us a message. And I stress, in addition to our local talent here on the Surf Coast, so. Yeah. If you're here on the surf coast and you want to come on the podcast, we do apologise to the people we couldn't put on season two, but season three we'll be looking at our long, long list of people that wanted to come on season two. So just ten episodes just goes so quick, doesn't yeah, it? Just so yeah. if you want to be on season three getting quick. You've got to be fast. So we've got a back order too, so <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's cool. That's season three, which we kick off when? December. Dece- <laughs> December it is. <laughs> Here we go, December season three. So we'll be starting season three <laughs> of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast, kicking off in December. Yeah, summer edition. So summer edition. Yep. We'll, we'll split it. We'll have a break for Christmas and all that stuff. Yep. Don't think there'll be many tuning in for podcasts over the Christmas New Year break. Or maybe there will be because they've got more time on their hands. Yeah. Just but we'll have a break anyway. So we'll split it. Yep. Maybe five before Christmas, five after Christmas, January, February. You're in charge of that, Jess, so <laughs> off, you, off you go. Send me a message if you want to be on the podcast. Jess M from Ellington at surfcoastcreatives.com. All right, and next we're going to come into a bit of um, bit of a touchy subject, so if you just be warned, this is a hard subject to talk about and maybe upsetting to some listeners. Um but we wanted to acknowledge it because it was really important to us and um, a really hard and difficult time. So if you've been following this podcast for a while, you would know that in the first season we, we've we been trying to fall pregnant and we fell pregnant with our first pregnancy in June and shortly after that, um, about eight weeks in, we had a miscarriage. Season two, we've done it again. Take two, season two. Take two, season two. We fell pregnant in, well, I fell pregnant in October, September, September. And yeah, then... it was sort of about the start of season two, wasn't it? A couple of weeks in. Mm. Very similar to season one, so it was a couple of weeks in. Yeah, really excited. Very, very excited. Well. Told everyone, told the world. And then another eight weeks, um, unfortunately... It all happened again, so we had another... Almost had, identical, wasn't it? So yeah. seven weeks, two days, it happened again. Second miscarriage. Which we could not believe, so we were, I think we were recording, just about to record episode seven with Alison White, good friend Alison White, mm-hmm. and it's probably lucky it was Al, because anyone else, we would have really, really struggled, but Al was so good, put a smile on our face, uh, made us laugh, which we really appreciate, so thanks Al for that episode, it was awesome. Yeah. Downloads are going really strong for that episode too, but yeah, it was just such a difficult thing to continue on, wasn't it, Jess? Yeah. Was I know really... I wanted to 
uh, put the whole thing on hold. I was thinking about coming back maybe, I don't know, November, December. Yeah. If at all. Yeah. I was just kind of over it. So I can only imagine how you felt. Yeah. Well, it was... It was awful, wasn't mm. it? It was just the worst. It's honestly the worst thing I've ever been through. Wish that type of experience on my worst enemy. No. So. Yeah, we just wanted to acknowledge it and just say that um, that's why we're finishing up season two with t- after ten episodes. We were going to extend it, but um, we just need another break. Um, well, we're always going to do ten episodes, so we committed to that. And that's what we've done. So I don't think we're ever going to go past ten episodes. Same as season one committed to another 10 episodes and basically got to yes so we had to pull through and do episode 7 8 9 10 and now today is episode on the back of really really bad news and Three days really really hospital, discouraging yeah. not that it was easy the first time uh, it was shattering the first time i didn't even know you know those things could happen yeah so it's the kind of thing you think is going to happen to other people and yeah, not not you. And then it does happen. And then for it to happen a second time was just shattering. Like I can't describe how, you know, going to the to the hospital to get an ultrasound and uh, getting the news that it, uh, yeah, actually same thing again. It was all fine the first ultrasound, and then second time around we had some trouble. We had some complications. We went and saw, went to see the uh, the obstetrician, the specialist. Uh, got another ultrasound and then not so good. So one week healthy, happy, next week gone. So it's really, really tough. Mm. Hard to go out there, it's, you know, it's to anyone that's been through this. And after we spoke about it on episode or season one on the recap, mm. so many people reached out to us privately via email, so messages you'll never see, but so many people reached out and just said, oh, this reminded me of, uh, you know, that time when it happened to me or... My sister had a miscarriage or, yeah, my friend had a miscarriage and it was just so good to see that support. Not mm. that it makes it, you know, you'd still take it all back, but there's definitely support out there. And yeah. uh, But second time, was, that was hard. That was tough. Yeah. And I just maybe just wanted to say that if you do know someone that goes through this, this is probably the biggest thing that I learnt was don't disappear, don't try and not say anything like the best thing that you can do is just acknowledge that your friend or whoever it is has been through a really really difficult time and they have lost something that is really precious to them so even just saying hey how are you doing today yeah um, thinking of you it just it means the world so if you don't know what to say that's all you need to all you need to do yeah just uh, kind of don't have to tiptoe around there yeah. Wish you do. Like we're yeah. more than willing to talk about it if it yeah. comes up in conversation. So yeah. don't think that you're walking on eggshells when it comes to that sort of subject. But even for guys too, like I know guys can probably take it with a stiff upper lip and get on with things. And you know, well for me, I was I was working while you were going through all this stuff. So mm. I just had client work to do. Mm. I had to put some stuff on hold, but had to get up the next morning and get work done and go about your business you know it's just tough really really hard so I know I've had my own personal issues the second time around first time around not so much but the second time around definitely so even for guys like I think guys get forgotten yeah definitely kind of they're they're the big support for for the partner that's going through this and can kind of get forgotten so even for guys you know 
bringing up with mates and um, friends and even us as well. So mm. write in, let us know what you think and if it's happened to you. And Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's not much more you can say, is there, Jess? No, no. We don't have a solution. So, I mean, yeah. we can interview people and talk about the podcast and talk about business and find solutions all day long and, you know, various problems. But this, this, it's a problem and there's no solution. So that's mm. the hardest thing. Yeah. Out of our control. Yeah. So we just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, if we sounded a little flat during episodes 7, 8, 9, 10, well, yeah, just... you know why, but... Hopefully season three will be a lot, you know, rested and recovered and refreshed, ready to come yeah. back. And so much exciting stuff happening with the new co-working space, which we can't wait for. It's going to give us a home and That's a place it. to go yeah. to each day yep. to get work done. So we really want to fill it with people that are like-minded, want to get out there, create a community. So, yep. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So the only way is up for 2021. Yeah, looking forward to it. It could not get any worse, could it? Like losing our jobs at the start of the year, two miscarriages. It's been a really tough year, but so much good has happened as well, so we can't deny that. No. And incidentally, should we talk about gratitude? So while this was all happening, Mm. we were actually reading a book called The Resilience Project. Yeah. So written by Hugh Van Kallenberg. Is that his name? Mm. Pretty sure that's his name. Yep. Hugh Van Kallenberg. So The Resilience Project. Do yourself a favour. Get it on Kindle or your local bookstore. Yeah. Really, really good book about gratitude and... Resilience. The evidence and the science behind gratitude and giving gratitude at the end of the, each day. So just teaching your brain to sort of think in a different manner, to look for the positives basically rather than all the negatives, which is quite easy to do at the end of the day. Yeah. This teaches you to look at three things that have gone well well for you during the day. Yep. And we started during, doing that, yep. doing these exercises while all this went down. So it couldn't have come at a better time, could it? Yeah. Yep. I don't know how we would have coped without it, to yeah. be honest. So it was such good timing. So big that thanks was... to Hugh for writing that book. Yeah, and my friend Maddie, Maddie McMahon, she shared that with me after the first miscarriage. And she said, "This you could really benefit from this book. I read it. Um, it's been a really big help. And I went home, mm. downloaded it on the Kindle, flew through it, and just something switched in my brain. Like... Just, you know, okay, this is something that I can do easy enough. And I said to Ben, I'm going to say three great, three things to you um, every night. And can you say it back? And he's like, yep, sure. Yeah. So we started doing it. And then you started reading it, flew through the book. And now it's just part of our daily habit. And we're so thankful that we've, we have this. So Yeah, incidentally, he's done a lot of work with Richmond Footy Club, Collingwood Footy Club and... Uh, organisations all over Australia. So, and Richmond have won three premierships out of the last four. Dustin <laughs> Martin practices his gratitude each day. So yeah. there's a big couple of really good stories in that book. So yeah. you love it if you grab it on Kindle. So the Resilience Project, we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wrap it up, Jess. Let's um, keep it upbeat and finish on a, on a good note. On a good note, keep it exciting. So before we wrap up the podcast, we are still here. So if you want to get in touch, we're always ready to talk to you until season three rolls out in December. But we're going to start our, up our course. We've got a big course coming up starting next year. So we're taking inquiries for that. Ben, tell us a little bit about the course. 
So I talked earlier about the power of email addresses and starting a subscriber list and doing that from day one. You know, if, if Facebook shuts down your account or Instagram changes its algorithm and you can't reach your audience, you know, uh, the, the internet shuts down, your internet connection goes, or I'm trying to think of other reasons, but the power of email and an email database. So, so many studies have been done on email and the return on investment for email when you're selling a product or a service is higher than any other channel. It's higher than social media, it's higher than paid ads, higher than banner ads, things like that. Mm-hmm. Email marketing is where it's at. The return on investment is like $50 for every dollar spent on email marketing. It's huge. Yep. Obviously, you need a, a big, healthy sub- subscriber base to begin with, mm-hmm. and you need to grow and cultivate that list. So our course is going to look at how you start your email subscriber list and how you grow that list. We'll be rolling that out once we get into the workers' hut. So in addition to filling the seats at the workers' hut and our new dedicated space for the Surf Coast Creatives at the Hut 2.0, we'll be working on our course as well. So watch out for that. And then watch out for Season 3 of Surf Coast Creatives, January, December. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. We'll have a little break for now, but need a month out. It can be very demanding. People talk about podcast burnout, and I can say without a doubt that it's real because we back up every episode with a quite a detailed show description, show notes and a transcription, uh, plus the accompanying blog article for each guest to make sure they're getting maximum value. We do it all for nothing. We haven't made a single dollar from the Surf Coast Creators podcast. Uh, we have some sponsors and the rest, but we need to sort of leverage them with a bigger subscriber base and all the rest. So we're growing it. We're doing our best. And I think based on the feedback we've had from... A number of people it's worthwhile to continue and people love just hearing people's individual stories and relating to it so i think that's important to keep that going mm-hmm. definitely we're not smashing out a hundred thousand downloads you know every episode or you know getting these big major sponsors and all the rest but maybe we we might someday so i think it's worth it it's worth it purely it's just to be able to tell people's individual story i mm-hmm. think that's why we do the surf coast creators podcast Yep. That's why I do it anyway. Why do you do it, Jess? I do it because I love, yeah, I love connecting and hearing people's stories and I need that inspiration. I get my inspiration from watching people succeed or do something that I might be too scared to do myself. Yeah, I hear so many little comments here and there about the podcast and such and such said, I'm trying to think of an example. We had one just before we started, didn't we? Oh, Di, one of your PT clients. She she saw that season two was finished and she loved the recap from season one. She said, when are you doing the recap? So here we are with motivation to do mm-hmm. the season two recap because someone mentioned it. Yep. We get little comments like that everywhere, little messages and feedback yep. from other people as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always great to hear. Yep. It gives us, yeah impetus to keep on going yep even through difficult times yeah the highs and lows are a given Jess exactly that's why it stood out to me I think yeah it's a good one that one it's not you know we're not the only one going through a tough time other people go through go through them too and it's good that's what makes us human connecting and realizing sharing those lows with other people is what makes us connect well, it's what makes you relatable and, yeah, as you said, it's, it's what makes us human, isn't it? Mm. Our struggles. So yeah. Without our struggles, it would be, be pretty boring, wouldn't it? So mm. 
Oh, but they can be pretty tough when they are <laughs> close. Does that make sense? <laughs> Confucius say. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Just so, or just one more thing to add for season three. We want to focus in on topics, so really specific topics for the podcast. We kind of we tell people's individual story, which we'll keep on doing, but we want to focus on a topic. So if some... you've got some topics out there in business, arts, creativity that you want covered in an episode, with, especially with a specific guest. We'll try and give you as much heads up as possible with regard to guests that are coming on in social mm-hmm. media. So if you see a post on social media of someone who's coming on the podcast, just comment and say, hey, I'd love to get their take on bloody, bloody bar. Mm-hmm. I see Jay Cross is coming on. I'd love to get his opinion on digital illustration and how best to learn digital illustration. Yep, great so, example. But otherwise, where can we... Or go to find the podcast and all the rest on our website, Jess. So uh, you can find our website with all the podcast episodes on at surfcoastcreatives.com. We have a Facebook group, uh, Facebook group which is new. Um, so join in there because that's where you can comment and send in questions and topics for guests coming up. So that's on Facebook. I'll put up it's on our Facebook page. It's in under groups. You'll be able to find it. Yep. And then there's a link to on Instagram if you want to catch us there. We're at Surf Coast Creatives, all one word. And don't forget you can share this podcast through your stories, tag us on your photos, and tell all your friends, family, your dog to tune in, get those downloads happening. Tell your dog. <laughs> <laughs> tell your dog. Because we really, really want to share the Surf Coast with everyone and we want people out there to succeed so this is this isn't about us this is about really sharing and promoting the surf coast and how amazing incredible these people are that we have let's showcase the talent let's send it out there so get on board absolutely it's not just about the surf coast either because we want people tuning in in melbourne we want to inspire people in melbourne sydney all over the place regional victoria give people ideas inspirations so snowball yeah, it's, effect really it's not our little bubble on the surf coast it's for everyone so mm-hmm. and then in addition to that coming to margaret river byron bay and all the rest yeah not in in not a long time not <laughs> a long time does that make sense yeah it's been awesome so surfcoastgraves.com might delete that last little bit just we we're on a roll and just ruined it mm-hmm. so surfcoastgraves.com check out the resources page there's a blog page for each accompanying podcast and that's about it, I think, Jess. So there'll be a blog post for today's episode as well, covering the seven things we've learnt yep. and a few stats as well. So check in and um, check we out. We both have an email address that you can send, send us an email. So. Jess M at surfcoastcreatives.com or Ben H. H. H or H. H. You're a Loretto private school, Loretto girl. So that means H? H or H. H. Let's go with H. Alright guys, Ben H at surfcoastcreatives.com. We've been rabbiting on for 55 minutes. Let's wrap it up. Thanks again for all your support. Season 2, we're coming at you season 3. Share today's episode with a family friend. Jess, it's been fun. Thanks Ben. Catch you in December. <laughs> Catch you in December. December, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. See you in December. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>